welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I just got to pray for a second. Jesus, how grateful we are that you chose to be our lover. Until with our life, we choose to be your lover back. So I just say, Jesus, that you can have my whole heart for my whole life. That I'm all in. That I'm devoted to you, Jesus. That I'm in covenant with you, Jesus. That I choose you every day. Every day when I wake up, I choose you. Every night when I lay down, I choose you. Till my heart's fully surrendered. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm so excited to share kind of what's on my heart. Um, But I have a little bit of a funny to share if you want to hear it. If you don't, then you guys could step out. But I have the mic, so... Um, If you want, go ahead and you guys can turn in your Bible or scroll to your Bible if you want to. Um, I'm going to kind of jump around, but I'm going to start in 2 Timothy 2, and I'm in the Passion Translation, if you care to know. But if you like another translation, that's fine. You go for it. Um, So I just love how, you know, God is just a dad, right? Yes. He's just a dad. And do you guys like dad jokes? This is how you know he's a dad. Are you ready? Hold on one second. Let me find it. Because I literally, I read it in my quiet time and I laughed out loud. Hold on. Okay. This is in scripture. I'm not kidding. Not a joke. It says... Okay, so he's talking to Jeremiah, right? And he says, he says, okay, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Well, Jeremiah closed his eyes and he said, I see a branch. And then the Lord said, good eye, because I'm going to stick with you. I'm just saying, he's a dad, right? He's a dad. Dad joke. Well, that I thought that was funny, but all right. Some people didn't laugh, but that's okay. That's all right. I know, they did. It's okay. Oh, goodness. What are we going to talk about? Well, speaking of dads and dad jokes, uh, I woke up the other morning. I almost said night, but I didn't wake up in the night. But I woke up in the morning, and I heard him say, where is your Prius? And I was like, my Prius? What? (laughs) And he said, your Prius. And I said, oh, my Prius. So I went on a little hunt to figure out what he meant. 
So you guys want to go on an adventure with me? Cool. Well, he had showed me this phrase in um, prayer on a Tuesday. I think it was last Tuesday, maybe. And he had broken down the word prepared. And it wasn't like prepared, like you're getting ready. It was pre as in like it's already established and then paired as in coupled up. And just in this season of building that he was saying that we are prepared, that we are actually pre-coupled up in the building process. And, you know, I want to talk tonight about your yes, but not just your yes, but your pre-yes. Okay? So it's not just enough to say yes, because anybody can say yes. You can tell me we're going to go on vacation to Hawaii, and you better believe that's going to be a yes. (laughs) Right? But what if I said, well, I'll go wherever. I'll go wherever. That if we said, hey, we're going to go do Haiti round two, would I be able to say yes to that? I have to have a pre-yes. And so do you. Okay? Sorry, I thought that was going to be lighter than what it was. Um, We can't get caught up in what it looks like. And we can't get caught up in what we expect it to look like. We can't get caught up in thinking that we know what the outcome's going to be. We can't get caught up in thinking that we have an idea because we know God's nature. We know God's nature, right? But God's God. God can do whatever he wants to do. And so if he wants to go to Hawaii, awesome, I'm on board. But if he wants to go Haiti number two, then I can do that too. Because he's the one that gets to decide. And if I'm really yielded to him, what does that mean? That I follow him, that I go where he's going. Like yielding is not like a stoplight. You know, yielding is not that I come up and that I'm like, okay, I stop and I decide. Do I want to go left? Do I want to go right? Yielding is that, okay, I'm, I'm actually still kind of going. I'm still kind of going, and then I see where he's going, and I follow behind him. Right? And so yielding is not living in uncertainty. So I live in uncertainty, which means I'm uncertain. I don't know. That's not yielding, though. Because if I don't know, am I following him or am I just living in a place where I don't know? Am I waiting for him? Am I diligently seeking him, seeking his voice, waiting to follow after him? Living as a know-it-all. That's not being yielded. That's the opposite of being yielded. (laughs) That God actually wants a vessel He wants a pure vessel. He wants someone that's pure that's going to say that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to be filled up with him. That I'm going to follow wherever you go, no matter what it looks like. And I don't have to be a know-it-all. And a know-it-all is not someone that's just trying to prove something. A know-it-all is, well, I know you, God. I know you, God. I know that, that this is what you want for me. Or I know that this is what it's going to look like. That that's where you're saying, I already know. I already know. We don't know. We don't. Okay. So 
2 Timothy uh, 2, um, I'm in verse 21, but so before we um, really dive into Timothy, I love because really um, Paul is addressing Timothy. And I love it because he's saying, Timothy, my son, my spiritual son. And so how many of us have maybe like a spiritual parent, right? I do too. And so let's look, before we look at Timothy, let's look at who is actually calling the gold out in Timothy. So who was Paul? We know Paul's story. We know that he um, was amazing, that he has such a redemption story, right? And so, um, I mean, I love this in Acts 14. You guys don't have to turn there. You can just listen. But um, it's saying that uh, some of the Jews who had opposed Paul and Barnabas and Antioch and Iconium, I think, arrived and stirred up the ground against them. The crowd, sorry. Why is it ground? Stirred up the crowd against them. Maybe they stirred the ground too. Uh, they stoned Paul and dragged his body outside the city, left him for dead. So they stoned him to death. He was dead. He was dead. Um, when the believers encircled Paul's body, he miraculously stood up. Uh, Paul stood and immediately went back into the city. Okay, you just came from a city who they stoned you to death, and you get raised from the dead, and you say, first thing I'm going to do, back to the city. Listen, I'm just saying. When I read, I'm just going to do a sidebar for a second. When I read this, I'm like, who are we to say we're Christians? When I go to Home Depot and I say, ooh, they were scratchy. I don't think I'm going to go to them anymore. They have not stoned me to death. Right? Man, come on. Let's not be so fragile. Come on. Listen, I am an introvert. I am an introvert. There is no excuse. No excuse. Mm. Okay. So, went back into the city. The next day, he left with Barnabas for uh, Derby. After preaching the wonderful news of the gospel there and winning a large number of followers to Jesus, they retraced their steps, visited, you know, Lystra, other places, Antioch, you know, lots of places that are in the world. Um, so, oh, sorry. All right. So back to Second Timothy. Okay, so you guys have kind of a grid for who who's talking, okay? Think about that I have people in my life that are spiritual moms, right? Okay? I look at them, and I admire their fruit. And when I say fruit, I'm saying, do they thrive in their relationships? Yeah. Are they internally happy? Yeah. Do they have internal peace? Mm-hmm. Are they joyful? Do they stick out in confrontation? You know, are they pleasant to be around? Do they thrive in life? Check, check, check. Sure, yes. And so then whenever I hear them, whenever I have instruction from them, don't I take that and say, man, what they're telling me is really true. Because I look at their life. 
So anytime that you guys are hearing something from someone, just just take a just take a beat. Okay? Just take a beat and look and just say, what does their life look like? If their life is, excuse my French, crappy, if their life life is crappy, then maybe you should say, hmm. But if you see their life and you're like, man, like they're awesome. They're powerful. They're happy. They're pleasant to be around. Obviously, it looks like they have quite a few friends, you know, then say, okay, maybe I should really listen to them. Maybe I should really hear what they have to say. Right? Okay. So, 2 Timothy 2. Is that what I said? Okay. Okay. Man, technology is awesome when it works, and when it doesn't work, it's not awesome. I've heard that recently from a really smart person. Okay, fine. This is why I have my phone, too. All right. I love just how this starts out. Okay, Timothy, my dear son. Not even spiritual son. My dear son. Live your life empowered by God's free Have we been set free? I I heard of some freedom, some freedom lately. Um, God's free flowing grace, which is your true strength, found in the anointing of Jesus and your union with him. Okay. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking. Okay. That was just, that was just the beginning. That was just to wet your whistle, you know. It's kind of like at the Mexican restaurant when they bring you chips, but they don't bring you your drink yet. You're like, oh, come on. Man, it's so good, and I really want to keep eating them, but I don't have my drink yet, so. A little salty. Okay, I'm actually down in verse mm, 21. Okay, so remember, Paul's talking to Timothy. He says, but you, Timothy, let's just use our own name. Let's make it personal, okay? So I would say Sid, and you guys say something else. If your name's Sid, then you can say Sid too. But if it's not, then don't say Sid, because then it wouldn't apply. So say, say you, whatever your name is, so Sid, must not see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry, so before this, sorry, before this, he's talking about, let me just read it for context. I'm really sorry. I'm usually not this scattered, but okay. In a palace, this is in 20, in a palace you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood or earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions and some for everyday use right? But Paul's saying, "Uh uh-uh, you can't think this way, okay? This doesn't apply to you. This might apply whenever you're, you know, at Thanksgiving, giving leftovers to somebody. That might apply, but not to us, okay? So this can't apply. You cannot see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced, for you are to be a pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master." prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. That wasn't that he gives you as a gift, that he gives you to do, that he calls you to, that he asks of you. Okay? 
Run as fast as you can. As fast as you can. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth. Chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith. Whatever builds up your faith. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. Okay, I don't think that you guys heard me. Hold on. <clears throat> I know, my voice doesn't carry. Sorry. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. Not that it should, not that it could be, not that it potentially should be, must. What did he just say? Run as fast as you can. Run as fast as you can away from the ambitions and the lusts of this youth. Listen, I don't know about you. I was young at one time. <laughs> and I was kind of dumb at one time. Young and dumb. So this would have been helpful. Right? Right? Come on. Come on, guys. And live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. I think that this is a room full of those people. Yay! Right? Oh, come on now. Oh, gosh, it's so good. So this is, this is our holy pursuit. You know, if you hang out with me long enough, you know that I'm all about the heart. That I don't want no phony baloney relationship where everything is surface, everything is just external. I'm not about that, you know? You can go find that going through the McDonald's drive-through. Okay, how's your day? Good, how's your day? Good, cool. Gonna go see a movie later, awesome. Okay, thanks, bye, you know? Like, that's not deep. That is not meaningful. That's, that's not what I want, personally. Um, Paul really got it, right? Because remember, this is Paul talking. He really got it. Guess what? He didn't always get it. Because where did he come from? Religion. Ooh. He came from religion. He had a Prius. He had a pre-yes to God. He had a pre-devotion to him. But it was cloaked. It was cloaked in religion. So you can have a yes. Oh, yes. You can have a yes. You absolutely can have a yes. But is your heart right? Is your heart right? Is your heart connected? Does your heart get it? So your actions all day long can say, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. For real. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. uh, uh Not if your heart's not there. Not if your heart's not there. Okay? Oh, so good. So... It's so crazy because 
You can say with your words that you have a yes, but you don't actually have an agreement. You don't have an agreement with him. No. You have a pre-notion with him, which let me just read. Oh, I was like, I heard that, and I said, what does notion even mean? You know, like, what does it mean? Okay, here are some synonyms, meaning they can mean the same thing. You just have an opinion. You have an idea, an assumption, a feeling, a suspicion, a hunch. That's not an agreement. That's not an agreement. So we can't get those confused. We can't say, I have an agreement with God that I'm going to do this thing. Or, I have an agreement with God that he and I worked this thing out. Or that this is what he told me. This is what he said to me. Oh, no. That was just your own idea. Right? Ooh. Okay. I started with this because I want us to have a context, okay? Now, I want us to know that we've got to live in this place of purity. We want to live in this place of purity because testing will come. Testing will come. And when it comes, are you going to be ready? Are you going to be able to partner with God whenever he says, hey, this thing? Because that's, that's when the rubber meets the road, okay? Well, we really get to participate with him. Because I mean, we're building, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm building. I'm building. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know why I did that in the mic. <laughs> Let me just clear my throat in the mic. <laughs> Uh, it's okay just embrace the awkward you know keep it awkward that's what I say okay so like I said I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit so we started in 2nd Timothy right okay now we're going to be in Luke Luke 1 okay so we all have heard the story of maybe Zachariah Zachariah and Elizabeth yeah okay I'm hoping to expand your vision a little bit of it, all right? Okay, I am in verse 8. Again, in the Passion Translation, if you want to choose a different one, you go free, because we got some freedom, so you do it. Um, okay, so one day, Zachariah is on his priestly order. Okay, he was on duty. He was serving as priest. He was chosen by the casting of lots. Won't get into that. Basically, you know, it's just a decision-making system. Uh, so the honor fell to Zechariah to enter the holy place. Now, let's pause there for a second, okay? Okay. Now, this footnote, if you want to follow along on where it says the holy place, there's a footnote. You ready? Some have said that there were 20,000 priests in Christ's time. Okay, now I'm not super great at math, but that seems like more than a year or two, right? That's like a lot of priests, okay? And there was one priest for every day. So it says that no priest would offer, would ever offer incense more than once. This was a once in a lifetime moment for Zechariah. 
the burning of incense before the Lord was done twice daily, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, okay? Okay, just keep that in mind. Seriously, keep that in mind. Once in a lifetime opportunity, okay? You guys got it? Put it in your pocket, okay? Keep it there for safekeeping. Okay, so went to the holy place to burn incense before the Lord. Large crowd of worshipers had gathered to pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Okay? Zachariah's in there. All of a sudden, angel shows up. Whoa, right? Zachariah was, I mean, understandably startled, overwhelmed with fear. But the angel, you know, as cordial as they are, they say, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. It's fine. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you. For I've come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Now that word prayer, that Brian actually says that the word can be translated that it's a prayer that you've quit praying. That it's a prayer that, man, it's been a hot minute since I started this prayer. Okay? Again, put that in your other pocket. Keep that. Okay? For a child has been answered, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness. Many will rejoice because of him, and he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink. He will, uh, sorry, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. What? Dude, listen, this is before Jesus. This is before he's going to be even born. Like, I mean, I think that I would rather say that this kid is pretty special. Right? Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Be filled with the Holy Spirit even while still in his mother's womb, and he will persuade many in Israel to convert, convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Now, wouldn't you guys be stoked? Oh, my gosh. This angel just came and told me what my son's going to do. Oh, man. I would be like, done. You know? Oh, my gosh. I'm freaked out with excitement. Okay, let's read Zachariah's response. Are you ready? Zachariah asked the angel, how do you expect me? To believe this. <laughs> Listen, I'm putting my own slant on it. Okay, okay, you know. But this is, a, this is my, I have the mic, okay? All right. How do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man. And my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Did you, did you miss the part 
where the angel came and told you of this impossible thing of a prayer that you quit praying. Did we miss that part? We must have missed that part. Dang. Dang it. Don't you hate it? Don't you hate it when you miss it? Oh, shoot. Missed it by that much. But guess what? He had a pre-yes. He had a pre-yes, but was his heart right? Discouragement will come in and it will steal. It will steal your heart's connection. That's what I'm saying. First pocket. Ready? First pocket. Okay. No, you're good. That's great. Once in a lifetime opportunity. That was Zachariah's moment, right? Second pocket. Oh, you forgot. Come on, Tess. The second pocket was it was a prayer. He quit praying. A once in a lifetime opportunity. Once in a lifetime opportunity. That was his moment. That was his testing. Let me just propose something to you, okay? This is not scriptural. I don't know. This is just what I think. So take it with what you will, okay? But I believe that it was in Zachariah's heart to have a son, right? I mean, that's what he and Elizabeth were praying for, right? How many young men do you think came across his way that he could have been a spiritual dad to? If he didn't lose hope, if he didn't let discouragement come in, where we get so focused on what we don't have that we miss what we could be potentially partnering with. And we turn it to thankfulness. God, thank you. Thank you that I've been praying, that I've been praying for a son. I've been praying for a son. And look, I've got 17. You know? That I don't know. And, and would this moment still have happened? Probably. Would have his response been different? Probably. Because you see, way back here, something got in his heart that he didn't deal with. And guess what? He was a priest. He was a priest. He was in the presence of God. He went to the holy place, right? He might not go inside, but he was around. His buddies probably went and did incense. He probably heard about it. He probably experienced their experiences. He was immersed in it, right? Man, so was Paul. Okay, so this is his response. You ready? All right, so then, you know, he said what he said. And then the angel said, oh, gosh, I love this part. The angel said, I'm Gabriel. What proof do you need? I'm Gabriel. I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce to you this good news. But guess what? Since, remember how I said some of us were young and dumb? Zachariah was kind of old and dumb, okay? So, so Gabriel says, since you were old and dumb, 
Since you did not believe my words, sir, good sir, good sir, who is a priest, you will be stricken silent and unable to speak until the day my words have been fulfilled at their appointed time and a child is born to you. That will be your sign. Now listen, if you want a model of a powerful person, that's it. Gabriel, not Zachary. Because <laughs> he's saying, I'll tell you who I am. I will tell you, sure, absolutely. But at the same time, I will also protect what God's trying to build. Because I just told you the promise over your son, and you poo-pooed all over it. Right? That he, he said, okay, prove it to me. Instead of rejoicing that that was happening. Man, oh, shoot. Don't you hate it when you miss it? Mm. I love this because, let's just go back to this part, Okay where it says, until the day my words have been fulfilled at their appointed time, and a child is born to you, that will be your sign. And then poof, then he's gone. Gabriel, bye, see you later. Good luck with that. Right? How many of us want to hold hands, to walk it out, to say, no, stay. Help me, man, I'm really sorry. I'm really, really sorry that I missed it. And so walk with me as I try not to miss it again. That's not the way. It's not the way. Because heart work is our work. It's with us and the Holy Spirit. Because, sure, I can move in with you. Sure. Me and my two fur babies, you know, one's crazy and one thinks she's a cat. But, you know, they're fun. They're fun. They're cute. I'm a pretty good roommate. I don't know. You'd have to ask my friends. But, I mean, sure, I could do that. But guess what? I, I can't be everywhere. I can't be there to say, now make sure that you set your alarm and that you get up. Because remember, you said that you're going to get up and have some quiet time. Now, remember, you said you were going to fast that. Now, remember, you said you weren't going to watch that. Remember, you said that you weren't going to listen to that. Oh, remember, you said that you're going to set a boundary with that person because they weren't safe. Oh. Now, I can't be that person. But you know what? You got him. You do. You have him. I have him. He's pretty cool. I think he's a boy, but some of my friends see him as a girl, and that's okay. That's all right. They're like, I see the Holy Spirit as a girl. Cool. Awesome. Whatever. You know? I mean, that's fine. He's a spirit. Great. We do, we do know that, okay? <laughs> right? So we know that he's with us. Yeah? Oh, so, so he's there. And guess what? He's always talking. He's always talking. But are you always listening? Come on. Get that wax out your ears. Okay, so let's just keep on going. You guys want to? Yeah. Okay, now, 
Ooh, I gotta hurry. <laughs> I told Judy, I said, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fill up the time slot. Now I gotta hurry. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, it's okay, it's all right. Whew. I got all that, okay. Ah, thanks guys, okay. So let's keep scrolling down. We're still in Luke one, yeah? Okay, so you guys kind of know the story, right? Okay, so Elizabeth became pregnant. And then what happened? The same angel, Gabriel, visited Mary. Oh, yeah, Mary. Ah, I know her. All right, so I am in verse 26. During the sixth month, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, right? Living in Nazareth. She was engaged to a boy named Joseph, a true descendant of King David, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So same thing, right? Let's just go, I think I've seen tons of movies, and she's here, and she's there, and who knows where she was, okay? You know, let's just say, I like the outdoors. I'm a pretty earthy person. Let's just say she's in the woods, okay? She's picking flowers or something. All right, let's say that she's out there. Gabriel shows up. Startled again, you know, okay? They just show up out of nowhere. All right, Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. Now, Okay, let's go back to Zachariah. Let's compare the two. They both were afraid. There's no difference there, right? They both were afraid. Mary was just confused. No, wait a second. What? Right? Okay, so, so Gabriel said, do not yield to your fear, Mary. Now, what did we say yielding was? Yielding wasn't stopping and deciding. Yielding was following don't follow that fear. Don't follow the doubt. Don't follow the confusion. Don't follow it, okay? He's saying don't follow it. For the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you. Surprise you. With a wonderful gift. Will you, you will become pregnant with a baby boy. And you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme. And he will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Okay? Now, Mary, listen to her response. She said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. So it wasn't that, prove it to me. Prove it to me. It was, wait, how, though? How, though, because this is my condition, not real smug, you know, like, <laughs> prove it. That it was wait, wait. So Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Okay? Uh so then he goes on to say, you know, and by the way, <laughs> your aunt's pregnant too. Cool. Um, not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. Okay. So remember how Zachariah, now listen, I know you guys, and you're like, well, how is it different? But listen, 
So how Zechariah, he got the promise over John, yeah? And his response was poo-poo, yeah? Mary got the promise over Jesus. Her response, you ready? Yes! I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left. Now listen. Now, I'm telling you both of these stories. They're in the same book of the Bible. They were related. Right? And if you think about it, who was Mary? Just a girl. Just a girl from Nazareth, right? Who was Zechariah? Listen. I hear a lot of people say that they want a title of position. They want a title. They want to be a leader. But when there's rubbing going on and sharpening, ooh. Listen, anybody can say, here, let me stand here, hold the light just right and make me shiny. Make me look like I'm shiny. You know? But there's nothing like actually sharpening with someone to make you shiny. Because then you'll shine anywhere. You'll shine in a dark place. You'll shine when the sun's not out. You're going to shine by yourself. You'll shine in a group. You'll shine anywhere. Because you've gone through the process. You've gone through the heart work of it. Right? So it's not just about, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can do this thing on the outside. I can, I can position something just right to make me look like I've got something. To make me look like I'm doing it. But there's nothing like actually doing it. Nothing like it. Because, like I said, Zechariah, he was a priest. I mean, he had optimal opportunity, right? Mary was just a common girl who would go to the priest. We just learned about this, right? Would go to the priest for sacrifice, all that good jazz, right? So it wasn't even in her own strength. But her heart already had the pre yes. Already had the pre yes. That she was already devoted. She already said, Yeah, yeah, my heart, my life is completely devoted to you. So then her response was, Yes, I will be a mother to the Lord. I will do whatever it is that he wants. Now don't fret, okay? Let's scroll on down. Let's see where old Zacky boy is. Okay, so down in verse 57, okay? Let's not get too worried because, you know, Zechariah had uh, nine months to think about it. He had nine months to think about his oops moment. 
with Gabriel. So you better believe that his test came. He didn't do so hot. So you better believe that the next time it came around, what do you think he did? Ooh, he was ready. He probably was on guard. All nine months going, next test, where is it at? Where is it at? You know, I'm ready. I'm not going to be caught off guard next time. Right? So when Elizabeth's pregnancy was full term, she gave birth to a son. All her family, friends, neighbors, blah, 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 heard about it. Uh, they were too, oh, they too were overjoyed, sorry, um, for they realized that the Lord had showed his wonderful mercy upon her. Remember what the angel said, you will hold a son, that will be your proof, yeah. right? So when the baby was eight days old, according to their custom, you know, all the family came for the circumcision ceremony. Everyone assumed that the parents would name the baby Zachariah after his father. But what did the angel say? Nope. His name going to be John. So for uh, Elizabeth spoke up, said, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed. No one in your family line has that name. So they gestured to Zachariah. There's the test. In that moment that the angel said, I'm going to make you silent because you just used your words to poop on this and speak negative on this. I can't have you speak in any more negativity. Right? And so what could have happened? Zachariah could have gotten offended. He, he could have let that get in his heart again. Because like I said, he had nine months to think about it. I mean, he could have been stewing. Mm. He could have been stewing. He could have said, I'm going to stick it to God, and I'm going to name him after me. Uh. I don't want to read that passage. What that might have happened. Right? So, so they gestured to the baby's father, and they asked. He motioned for a writing tablet. To the amazement of all, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zachariah could speak again, and his first words were praises to the Lord. So listen, listen. Your pre-yes can happen anytime. Anytime, okay? Anytime. Your pre-yes can happen anytime. So sure, you can miss it. I mean, you can miss it bad. I mean, I would say Zachariah missed it pretty bad, right? But you can miss it. But was he redeemed? Yeah. Did he raise an incredible son? Yeah. Right? Man, guys. Ugh. Man, it was just, it was amazing. So anytime that we have something that we're building, something that's been put on our heart, a promise that we've been given, we can't take it and we can't assume. We can't have a notion about it. We can't just have an idea and act like, oh yeah, I know. Right? Zachariah was old, absolutely. But God can do anything. Yeah? What did Gabriel say to Mary? Nothing is impossible with God. That we, we act like as Christians, we say stuff like that all the time. Nothing is impossible with God. Well, yeah, but really put it in context. Really put it in context. Okay? Come on now. 
I just have a couple more things. Um, now, we're in a building process, right? We're in a building. Now, we all in here, we all like, man, you know, the leaders are great. The leaders are this. Leaders are that. You're all leaders. You're all leaders. That I would hope to the Lord in 10 years is not just us still. I would hope that, that I am actually co with someone I don't know because I'm teaching them, that I'm training them. And I just hope that that's everyone's heart, that we're building, we're building unto something, that we're not building to make our name famous. We're building his kingdom, right? And so we don't want to make it about us. We don't say, well, now if I am a leader, it's got to look this way. Now, let me just let you into my world real brief that I had a belief when I first came, introverts couldn't be leaders. I truly believe that every fiber of my being believed, yeah, I'm disqualified. Now, that just seems cruel, right? That just seems cruel that a God would make me to be a leader, gift me with different things, and then say, yeah, but you're not, you can't be a leader with the personality you have. That doesn't seem right. And so nobody is exempt. Because honestly, at the end of the day, you're leading someone. You're leading someone. And so you've got to look at where you're leading them. Because go back, go back to what Timothy got told by Paul. Paul was saying to run as fast as you can from all of the ambitions of the world, all of the lusts of the world, all of the things that act like they're going to satisfy, but they don't. They don't satisfy. They act like that they're going to. Sure, I can eat an almond and act like that that's going to fill me up, but that's not. It's not. But it says to go. What did it say? Let's just read it again. Do you guys need to? Let's just end on this. Do you want to? I closed my computer and everything. I'm just kidding. Okay, 2 Timothy 2, right? Here we are, down in 22. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. Let that be your pre-yes. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.